the podcast coach for March 17th, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is, that fun-filled music that means it's Saturday. It's 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com. Joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings. Happy Saturday morning to you, Dave, and happy St. Patrick's Day. I think you said that in one of the intros yes. that you did this morning to get uh, fired up in here. Always good to be back on Ask the Podcast Coach. It does, you know, we've talked about whether you play the music live or you do it in post-production. And I'm so used to that music, it kind of sets the tone for the show. Yeah. And when we don't play it, you kind of miss it. So I don't know. I, I guess I have to go back and forth on that one. Uh, it, it's weird. I'm, I've And I've come to the conclusion, although it's not based on a ton of data, I've used this mixer with Squadcast. I've used it with Zoom. I've used it with a couple things for lengthy periods of time. And I was on the Podcasters Roundtable Thursday. And lo and behold mid podcast or mid round table, we lose my audio. I think it's a Google hangout thing. So in the event, I just start talking and you can't hear me. Let me know. And here's the really weird thing. All I have to do is click the gear. I don't even have to change my settings. Just clicking the gear somehow brought me back. And I was like, well, that's kind of odd. But uh, if you're listening live, we're also on Mixler. Uh, For those of you that can't, if you're out and about or you're mowing the lawn, if you're somewhere warm or something like that, we're going to make it out of the 30s today. That's exciting. And uh, you can come over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you want to join us, it's askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And uh, you can pop right in here and ask whatever questions you have. But uh, we were talking, I think, before we hit record. It's St. Patty's Day and it's March Madness. Oh, it's going to be ugly in Omaha. We take all those things super seriously here. So... It's going to be, I just can't just stay in, stay indoors tonight. Don't, it's going to be bad. And and whatever shoes you wear, make it something that you don't mind if it gets puked on, I would think would be. (laughs) If you are going out and maybe this is, and I'm sure this is uniquely a United States thing. So here in, here in America as well, but yeah, I can't imagine it just, it's a, you know, to, for it to land on a Saturday and for those two things, it's going to be messy. But the good news is Saturday morning. It's not that way here. Did, did you fill out brackets, Dave? Are you a bracket guy? You know, the here's the back? thing. I am almost, I, I don't hate sports. I admire the talent. I couldn't tell you what's going on in sports. So I just kind of quit watching sports and then there are other things that I do. So it's not like I watch football in the playoffs. I'll watch basketball in the playoffs. I'll watch, I, I like, I join in the playoffs when it counts. But other than that, I've never been a, a college, any kind of college sports. Now I think about it. I don't know why that is. I think because it's on Saturday, I'm usually doing something on on Saturday. Well, you know, for those podcasters who are sports podcasters, and I don't know how many sports podcasters we have that listen to us. I don't think we necessarily attract that audience, but this is, this is their Super Bowl, right? When, when they're, when they're podcasting about, you know, it'd be college hoops right now or the Super Bowl or think when the Cubs were going to the World Series, what a run that is. But if you, and we think of Nick, we had Nick on last week, right? He does that FC Cincinnati uh, soccer talk. Those in those sports worlds, they really do have this very speculative moment when their team goes all the way and they have incredible opportunities for momentum and for listeners and for, you know, to increase listeners and those kinds of things. 
And I think, Dave, that's one of those spaces where if you're podcasting in that area, man, you better be ready for that moment. You can't make it happen. You can't force it to happen. You can't wish, I mean, you can <laughs> wish it happens, but you you should think through what happens. I mean, I think every post- podcaster should probably ask themselves this question. What happens if all of a sudden I wake up tomorrow and I have a million downloads? Like, what would I do? What would I do differently? How would I monetize different? How would I think about the show differently? What would I do with my community? Because I think, you know, most of the podcasters, you know, we, we sit in that 100,000, 10,000. That's probably those three areas are probably, that probably covers 99% of everybody who listens to this show. But think about that next level. Like, okay, so I'm 1,000 today. What would I do differently if my numbers jumped to 10,000? And I think that's a good exercise to think through. And I think it's not just like daydreaming about it. I think actually sit down and say, I would be ready to do X, whatever that X is, right? And have that plan ready to go. I don't think enough podcasters plan for success and then they get there and they're like, yeah, I don't yeah, know what to do. So don't you think like in that planning, I just, I really think you need to think through that future state and say, what would I do if I hit X number? Yeah. Cause to me, it's, it's, there are a couple different things. If I, I know what I would do differently if I had more money, like I would, I would start shipping this stuff off to, you know, all sorts of different editors. Uh, this show, especially, I would just, hand it to somebody go here de-um this and anytime there's you know get rid of the 14 intros that dave did when he couldn't remember hit, hit the right button get rid of those um those kind of things uh, that would be something i would do differently I, I thought i was thinking about that i know i did an episode once that was called are you really doing everything you could to uh to promote your podcast and it's just one of those things it's like you said what happens if tomorrow you woke up and somebody said, like, like if somebody came to you and said, hey, we want to turn your podcast into a TV show and you go, great. And they go, how many downloads do you have? And you go, I'm getting a couple thousand a, an episode. And they're like, oh, and you're like, what? And they're like, if you were up to 5,000 downloads, we'd turn you into a TV show. Like what would go through your head? You're like, oh, I should have done. Uh. You know what I mean? One of those things. And it's like, yeah, it's, a, it's a good way of thinking about it, too. Which is, you know, okay, if I had, you'd be, you'd be more motivated if something yeah. like that happened to be able to do those. But I, you, you bring an interesting point too. What if I, what if I spent another thousand dollars on my podcast? What if I had a thousand dollars available for marketing? What would I do? That's the question. Yeah. I see that a lot now where people are going, yeah. I have, I, you know, especially with tax season coming up and all of a sudden I've got $700. What should I do with it? And a lot of people throw it at equipment and I'm like, unless your audio is really horrible, what would you do if you had a thousand dollars? Oh man. See, that's a great question. I don't know if I've thought, if I've thought that through myself, I'd probably use it on, on advertising would be the, would be the natural. I I think. Yeah. I would find a conference to go to. Yeah. Maybe. See, this is a, like, you should know that. Like, what's right. the what's the next step for your podcast? If you had an extra X number of dollars or X number of listeners, what would you do? And I, and I think it's really, really important um, to step through that success process and just kind of say, okay, at this success level, I'm thinking through. I've been uh, spending a lot of time, you know, crypto is real popular right now and cryptocurrency. And I've been listening to a bunch of YouTubers on it. And I've got this one guy, Carter Thomas, who's super reasonable. And he kind of, he, he kind of, talks about this philosophy with with investing and with cryptocurrency and that you have to kind of imagine yourself at the next level and then plan because if you hit it 
it's an opportunity to go even farther. But if you haven't thought about it, you'll stall at that spot and, you know, you, and maybe not even handle it very well or handle it right. Look at all the famous Hollywood folks who hit fame and then flame out because I don't, they're not, they they're not ready. Through, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? A lot yeah. of, uh, I, I, there was a, a documentary on ESPN called broke and they explained how all these athletes from the days of peewee football are having things handed to them. And then they their career's over in four years because of a bad knee, whatever, and they go broke because nobody has taught them how to handle their money, and they're just used to everything given to them. It's really weird. Um, some people in the chat room here, Zach says, I would get a media hosting and a mixer. Zach, you don't have a media host. Do you know you can get a free month at Libsyn by using the coupon code SOP free or Blueberry or Spreaker? Uh, covert new, nerd. New computer. Yeah, yeah new computer. Kim says she'd go to a conference. That's That's one of those things where it's like, because I, I know a lot of people spend money on Facebook ads. And from what I understand, Facebook wants you to send people back to Facebook. Like, so you can like, like my page or something like that's not going to help me. You know, 5,000 likes is not going to get me more downloads. It's going to get well, me. But if, if you engaged people, if you brought them back to a group or a page and you were able yeah. to engage them on that page yeah. and get them to your site, that's another step in the process. Yeah. Um, you know, advertising is always that magical, mystical black hole. Like, you know, you should spend money on advertising, but you don't know how. And we have spent a Gallup. We spent a bunch of uh, a bunch recently. And I've been talking to that team there. And it is it is always it's not a for sure thing. You know, it's not a but, you know, but if if, you know, you could get you know, ten dollars of value for every dollar you invested. Right. Would you do it? Oh, you know, who wouldn't? But yeah. So if I mean, if that money's if that that's money's, it, it's a matter of finding where where can I get yeah, my best return on investment? Spot. Yeah. And it, it takes a little research and it takes a little time and it takes a little testing. And we spent a bunch of time testing that. And, you know, but just to have that plan kind of in place of here's what I'm going to do. I You asked me that question. I'm a hobby guy and I don't, you know, the big plans for my podcast are just to be able to get it recorded. And like I have a I have a file sitting ready to edit this weekend that I've got to do at some point in time. So for me, I'm not always thinking forward. But I think for for some who are thinking like we want to make something out of this, I think if you haven't sat down and said at this number of listeners, I'm going to do this or at this dollar amount, I'm going to do that. I think that'd be really important to do that planning. Yeah, it's uh, uh, I think he's kidding. Rich in the chat room says counseling. I think some of us need counseling. <laughs> need it's uh, it's never a bad thing. Oh, uh, consulting. consulting. Oh, that would be. That's a, it's an interesting question though, because it it is a matter of like we all want to grow our audience, but and I think that's the I think that's kind of one of the problems is we're all looking for that, not ten thousand download, but something that's going to like measurably I can look and see where again not hockey stick growth, but something that I can see, you know, in a couple months. Things are going up where, bef- you know, where before it was, it was going up, but it was 3%. I would like it to go up 5%, something that would be noticeable at least. You know, we'd all love to have 6% growth, but I mean, the new infinite dial came out and the good news is all the numbers are growing up unless you're Facebook. That I thought was interesting, um, but they're all again, 3 to 5%, you know, 19% of people listen on, uh, you know, faster. I, I, I forget, Rob Greenlee has a term for them. They're like, fast casters or something like that. Do you listen to it? Like I do. They said, so do I. Yeah. 
One and a half. What's really weird is when I'm listening. So this week I was listening to a few podcasts that I've only listened to at 1.5. And somehow my, my player got set back to original speed. <laughs> and so the music's slower and they talk slower. And I'm like, are you drunk? Like, oh, the, the uh, <laughs> you know, so you got to go in there. You're so used to hearing their opening music at 1.5 speed. It sounds weird at normal yeah. speed. Harry Duran, um, his music to me is dun, 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 dun. And the same thing. Yeah, All of a sudden, yeah, this yeah. one day, I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, it's super slow. And then here came, hello, welcome to Podcast Junkies. And I'm like, wait, this is what? And I'm like, oh, and it's not one and a half or two. A lot of times if I get, it's weird. I can't listen at like 2X in the morning. But once I'm awake, I can I can start edging up towards 1.75 or whatever. That's too that's too so, fast for me. I can't go. Yeah, it's, it depends on the podcast. The other thing smart speed does, though, Dave, is it cuts out the gaps and you don't realize yeah. how many podcasters leave big audio gaps. And so when you're listening live and and, you know, one, it's they're super efficient in the way they talk. And right. you think that's just the way they talk. And then you meet them and they have audio gaps. And you're like, um, could you talk a little faster? <laughs> or because <laughs> like I'm used to listening to you a whole lot faster. Yeah. Zach's talking about uh, trying to find money for his podcast. Super easy. Quit drinking coffee as Jim drinks his Starbucks. Um, and homebrewed, homebrewed, by the way. Uh, this is about a 25 cent thing, thing of coffee. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, there you go. There's, there's that. And then for me, I, I, I've told the story before. I used to spend uh, $3 a day, 20 days a month. So there's $60 a month on Mountain Dew. Yeah. And I drink water. This stuff is free. And, uh, this this stuff is sitting on my desk from uh from Thursday night. <laughs> is that right? blueberry like, beer? This is blueberry stout. Yeah, blueberry maple stout. Super delicious. Tastes like a waffle. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh this, you know, the the those kinds of things that you that you don't need. And they're, and they're delicious. All the things we talked about are super delicious, but you're you're right. Some of those things, Dave Ramsey talks about, you know, this, this gazelle like intensity. Yeah. Sell some stuff, like get rid of some junk. If you can get uh, unload some things, if you can. I had a, I had a friend of mine who lives in Oklahoma. Uh, he was in town, my best friend. I've known the guy since I, I, I did the math. I've known him since 1976. Wow. That makes me sound very, very old. And um, so he's at my apartment, you know, we're walking around and he, he's like, we went from the, the living room where there's a mixer in the corner. We go into here. There's a mixer here and we go to my bedroom and there's two mixers. He's like, how many mixers do you have? And I'm like, I know I need to, I go, I got another two in the closet that somebody sent me to try. And I'm like, I need to eBay this stuff. No, unload some crap. Yeah. Just get, just get rid of it with gazelle like intensity, you know, get, get, uh, get, get some stuff moved, get some stuff sold, have a garage sale. You know what yeah. I want to do? Cause it dawned on me. It's it's really weird. I watch very little TV in my living room. That's where I bought this giant screen TV. I watch it on my lunch, but I rarely am relaxing, chilling out, watching TV in the in the living room. I'm almost always watching TV on Hulu or something like that. I do hate the fact that uh, Spectrum, which used to be Time Warner Cable, they do not let me watch something I've DVR'd on a computer. That drives me nuts. And then it dawned on me the one day, wait a minute, I have Hulu. So I, I need to cut back my cable to like just the basics. You know, in fact, I sure, probably should like just cut it, period. 
I just need a package that I can watch The Walking Dead. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure if I have Hulu, I can get the I can get AMC. And if that's the case, I could go down to whatever. Because my cable bill, I just cut HBO and Showtime and something else. And it's still like a hundred bucks. And I'm like, no. Part of that is they I have it's the dumbest thing ever. I have ten dollars of that is a phone that I don't use. And it's because if I have a phone, my internet is like twenty dollars cheaper. So I spend ten dollars to save twenty. I hate crap like that, but um it's uh it's, that's something where uh, in terms of finding money, you know, and I and just sitting around thinking, do I watch any TV? And I'm like, no, and most of the stuff that I do watch is not like I watch Shark Tank, I watch The Prophet, and then there's, you know, I'll watch Jimmy Fallon. Well, I can watch that on YouTube. There's there's really I'm like there's money there, easy money to to take back off the table and put back in my wallet. Yeah, so, Dustin has a question, but I'll, let me say yeah. this and then we'll we'll jump to Dustin's question. I also think when you're thinking about spending money on your podcast and yeah, equipment and yeah, hosting and yeah, maybe even um you know, advertising, right? But in the in the tech space and maybe in some other spaces, it benefits me to actually buy the equipment I'm testing. And so if I'm talking about equipment or services, you do this too. You buy podcasting services and then talk about them on your show. I really do feel like when you make that purchase, you have the ability to be fair and open and honest. And I think that's why people like listening to you, Dave, is because you know they're going to get the straight story from you. You're not going to be a shill for whatever you're selling. I mean, you've called out several products. You've been maybe too much so. Yeah, almost almost sued in some cases. <laughs> almost sued because of it. But but I think uh, for us podcasters that are in that space where we're doing reviews or those kinds of things or experiences, it'd be tough to have a vacation podcast and not be on a vacation, right? Go yeah. to the to vacation destinations. So, and it's, I think it's hard when you're working for like, if you're, if you're doing a vacation podcast and someone's paying for all those, well, see, you know, you start asking some questions. I've got you? a great example of that. If somebody said, is social media marketing world worth going to? I really can't answer that question. I can tell you what a great time I had, but I got a free ticket for speaking and then Lipson picked up the travel, Yeah, right. you know, and I'm like, so I didn't pay anything. And if I had to put out, I'd have to go. I, in fact, I haven't done my expense report yet, but it's, it's easily close to two grand because hotels in San Diego are not cheap. The flight wasn't that expensive, but the hotel was like, two, 300 bucks a, a night. It was, it was oh, a, yeah. a lot. Yeah. And when you do that for four nights, all of a sudden there's a grand out the window. Um, I would probably say it probably was worth it. Cause I got a lot of really cool stuff at that conference, but it's a lot of money. It's one of those things yeah. where, and it's easy to, you know, what I end up doing is I put it on a credit card and then Libsyn pays me back and then I pay my credit card. But if I, if I didn't have somebody paying me back, my credit card bill would be a lot higher now than <laughs> Right. It right. Is. So yeah. it's hard. For, got, yeah. Dustin's got this question. Maybe we should get to yeah. it. Yeah. He uh, said, what suggestions do you have to start a podcast creatively? I'm working on a podcast called the Christian dad. And I wondered uh, what would be a creative way to start it off without it sounding cheesy or preachy. Dave. <sighs> creatively. Can you give me an example of somebody that you think is creative? Cause they're, they're in fact, can, uh, oh, you guys can't hear my soundboard. I was going to play happy music. Uh, I've been selected to speak at Podcast Movement. Um, and what's here's the cool thing. I get to speak with Jeff Brown, 
who is just a super, this is another guy that's got like 20 years on radio and we're doing a session on how to start your podcast and how people blow it. And, and I did it because of the whole podcast rodeo show. I just see people just blow it time and time again. Um, so, uh, to, I, I think just don't be cheesy and preachy. Like, you know, uh, get a get something a little edgy and or be contemporary with it and and try a couple like uh, we did when we did Spartan Radio, which was uh, oh, in the early days. You know, remember the Spartan races where they'd go around and throw swords and swing across fire. You're familiar with that anyways. No, it was a it was a big race movement in the racing sub in the running racing subculture. And they got they got on TV at one point. They got fairly popular. But in the early days, we we called what we, we created what we called Spartan Radio. And it was just a it was just a podcast for people who did these Spartan races. And we went through about six different in- intros before we found the one we really liked. And we ended up one with me saying, you found Spartan Radio. <laughs> and and then it had some, you know, kind of music behind the, the scenes. But we did five or six or seven until we found the one that we liked. I think keep your intro super simple. I think most people throw way too much content in their intro and they make it way too complicated and they have too many sound things and too many spinning globes. And, you know, it's like, no, make it simple. Yeah. I, um, is that a link to that PDF? Kim is talking about a PDF that she got. Um, let's see, maybe, maybe not 25 magnetic episodes. This is from David Hooper from big podcast. Uh, that's interesting. But here, here's the thing for me, uh, your podcast somewhere should explain what the podcast is about. So this one, you get your podcast questions answered live. Now, we can't do this on this show. Now, had I known we were going to talk about what would you do with $1,000? Um, but we kind of just go with whatever the chat room's doing, what's going on. I know um, I read an article this morning about iHeartRadio filing bankruptcy, but that's really, for the record, kind of boring. I don't know that that really affects me. So I was like, hmm, you know, so a lot of times you just go with the chat room, but I think a, a podcast within the first minute should let you know what the podcast is about and what the episode that you're about to listen to is about. And then from there, everything else is, you know, if you can yeah. explain why you should listen to you, if there's a way that you can kind of subtly say, I've been What's a, the payoff, right? What's yeah. the payoff for listening? Your questions answered live. That's the payoff here. Yeah. Right. And I think, I'm not a big fan of pro voiceover work for your own show. Um, so you get this super, like you're, you're hearing an intro and it's, it's voice voiceover guy in a world, yeah. you know, and, and then it, it's this professional music and then you come in and let's just say most of us oh, don't dude. have voiceover. Oh, right? dude. Last night I go to this concert. And I just call it the Aussie music. You would, you would know it if you hear it. It's a dun, 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 dun. And at the end it goes, dun. And then you have all these trumpets going, dun, 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 And then the band came on. It was like, I was like, oh, that was the most anticlimactic. I know. Oh, it's just like. You don't want to build up your intro more than the energy that you have yourself. So. If you're a soft-spoken person, I don't think you want to go for the voiceover guy. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Thank you very much. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or yeah. Um, I, the thing I see a lot is repeating stuff. Like I just heard one, the Randy Black show. Super, I, I, I told him, I said, go find Chris Nessie because he's a, I think he's a science teacher, seventh grade science teacher. It's for 
high school, uh, junior high teachers. It was really cool. And he started off, hey, welcome to the Randy Black Show, where we blah, 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 and help you get more strategies to reach your things. Uh, today, um, we're talking with so-and-so, yada, da. And then they played the Randy Black theme music. It was like, Randy Black, he's the, you know. And anytime I hear theme music, custom theme music, I'm like, oh, this could go either way. And they explained what the show was about. And I'm like, wait a minute, he just did that. So to me, I was kind of like, I, I don't think you need to explain what the show's about twice. I was like, if, if you, yeah. if, if what yeah. you just said is in the jingle, one of those needs to go. Uh, Cause you've only got, you know, the first minute to really grab somebody's attention. And, and the rest of it was great. I was like, I love the fact that he explained who his guest was and why without reading me his entire bio, like here's what, here's what matters why he's here today. I was, I always love that. It's always fun. So, so I'm so excited that uh, Jim Collison is here today. He's from the Average Guy TV. And we're going to do this and that. So let me tell you about Jim. And then all of a sudden you hear them go, Jim Collison started the Average Guy TV back in 2000. And you can just see, oh, he's he's gone to reading the bio. And it's it's right. a whole right. change in energy. It's, it's just, I'm like, oh. And it's again, it's kind of like, hey, I'm so excited. Here's Jim Collison. He was the guy. Da, da, da. I was like, oh. Okay. Well, cadence is important. Yeah. Cadence is important in the way you're doing things. Uh, Dustin, I think, you know, uh, with your, with your podcast, I don't know what you're thinking about format wise, but you have a great opportunity to do, to kind of rip off what Dave and I do on this, where you have, or you do a show and you bring like, or even a round table format where you bring other dads in and have these conversations. That's not a guaranteed success, by the way. Roundtables don't just work. You don't no. just get four people together and it works every time. Ray does an amazing job. If you ever want a clinic on how to run a roundtable, Ray Ortega is the guy. I mean, I am super uh, impressed always with the way Ray runs Podcasters Roundtable. So it's not a gimme. You can't just get people together and have them talk. You can't also just do an interview and have it be great. You got you to gotta know what you're doing from an interview perspective. But Dustin, I would think a live call-in or a, li a live show where you get an audience uh, that's, I'm always interested in stuff like that. I think that's, you know, I've got, I've got 30 years of, of parenting under my belt in that category. And, uh, you know, you kind of think, uh, I think you're, you, you could have a really good show there. Yeah. Randy Cantrell from, um, which, which grow great, I think it's just his website. Yeah. I'm, I'm like trying to figure out leaning which towards one, wisdom. leaning towards what I'm trying to figure out which one, to, cause he has a couple of podcasts. You wanted to do the accent and it threw you off. That's, that's it. What, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> The Yellow Studio, Randy Cantrell. Uh, record different intros and ask people in your target audience, in this case, Christian dads, to uh, give you feedback. And then uh, rinse and repeat till you get the one you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I To me, I think that's something, I almost want to like create a company of focus groups. Like just somehow like have everybody say, I am this, and then get a whole bunch of people. Then somebody says, hey, I'm doing a show on, you know, heavy metal knitting. Okay, good. I need all the heavy metal knitters to listen to this show and give us a, a, a feedback because we need that. It's just a matter of when you're just starting out, you know, you may not know where your audience is yet. So how do I even find them to go, would you listen to my podcast and give me feedback? And then I'm not sure when people first start out, it's weird. We all want to be good, but I'm not sure we want the feedback. Do you think that's true? Like, it's, Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I, I think it's, you start getting that. I, I think the best, um, the best possible scenario is the authentic you, because 
you can't maintain inauthenticness very long. It's going to start coming through, right? If you try to be somebody you're not, or if you try to have a personality you're not. I mean, imagine, Dave, if you tried to be Binky and the Wiz all the time. Like, you know how hard it would be to maintain that persona? Just it, what, vocally, it would be difficult. But yeah. I've you, done that. I think it's just, it's hard, right? My, I mean, you can, go ahead. My Grumpy Old Man show, the, the right. worst podcast ever. And I'd be talking like this, like 30 seconds in, all of a sudden I'm back to sounding like Dave a little bit. And then it just, it's gone. Yeah, and then Dave just comes through, right? Yeah. So I think you need to have this authentic because at the end of the day, people are attracted to you, to be honest. That's what, that's what makes your podcast popular is when they're attracted to you and what you're saying and your authenticness. Uh, I watch two different shows. Uh, uh, Carter Thomas uh, is Coin Mastery. And it's on crypto stuff. And it's just him talking for 25 minutes about his take on the market. And it's daily. And then I listen wow. to this, this other couple who are building a home in Idaho or somewhere in the Northwest. And it's just their it's just their story of them building this timber frame home. You would think, oh, my God, how boring is that? It's like watching the paint dry. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're sharing their experience, right? And they're super authentic. By the way, both of them have gotten massive amounts of negative negativity back on there. I mean, the one, um, the Pure Life for Living one that I watch actually has channels now popping up to make fun of it. So like, wow, yeah, I mean, you know, you've made it big when you have other YouTubers making shows about your show. Think of the effort right? it takes to go into. No, it's wow. incredible. But the 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 one, the the, the home building one has 368,000 subscribers on YouTube. Dave, they're building a house, right? But they're they're being themselves, which is great, right? It's them. You can maintain that. Carter Thomas on Coin Mastery, just him. It's him. It's his style. By the way, he is daily and he does not miss. Like he, he puts out a video every single day. Consistency matters. He has 106,000 subscribers. I think be you. Like, don't create a show that's not you. Be you. Yeah. That's, that really is because I think they're going to run into two things. Number one, it's hard to not be you. I know that sounds stupid, but it's, it, you're just going to come out. And then the other thing, if you do pull it off and now you go to meet your listeners, now you've got to be your character. And that's, that I think would be even weirder. I think the best compliment, and I've heard you say this, is when people say, wow, you're no different. Yeah. Like when they've met you in person, they go, you're no different. And I've had that happen too. And I'm like, no, this is, this is me. I don't, it's too hard not to be me, (laughs) you know? So be you and, and you will attract, if you are you and you are you consistently, you will attract a certain audience. Every time you read our Patreon list, Dave, I am, I am stunned. Like, I, I just go... Wow. Um, Oh, thank you for, you know, I just, and, and I, you and I are authentically us every single weekend when we do this, there's no, you know, there's nothing different. We are, we are who we are here as, as we are anywhere. And I think that's important. Well, speaking of that, what a great segue when you did, I was like, Oh, that was awesome. Uh, we want to, uh, give special thanks to, um, Greg at debt. Why can I not say debt shepherd? Because I see the BT and I want to call it de- debit. debit. It's debit, debit shepherd. Debit shepherd. Debit shepherd is a good name. Yeah. Jonathan Bloom from uh, weeklyawesome.com. Of course, the one and only Glenn the Geek uh, Hebert from Horse Radio Network. Josh Rivers from podcastingexperiments.com. 
Uh, Max Trescott up there flying around in aviation news talk and Shane, I guess it's Whaley, W-H-A-L-E-Y, Wally, um, anyway, Shane is over there at spybrary.com. So thank you guys for uh, being awesome supporters. If you would like to support the show, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. If you would like to uh, come in and chat with us, you can go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. If you're listening live right now, we would be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And uh, Jim, per your, I thought about this and I was like, you know what? He's got a point. Uh, we There's no more phone call. I was like, you know what? It's a hassle to set up. Nobody oh, used it. And yeah. I was like, you know what? Just, you know, either a chat room or askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And uh, it's, I think it's better that way. And, you know, we, we don't, here's a deal in the two years or four years, or I don't know how long we've been doing this. Three years, maybe. How long have uh, we been doing this? Now do I have to go? I have to go look that up now. Don't Holy I? Cow. You know, you're having a good time when you stopped counting your episode numbers. I thought we were at a, <laughs> 180 or something. A yeah, couple we, weeks. we went over 200. This is, I think, two. Well, here I can tell you. I actually I take this back. This is actually episode number 203 because 202 hasn't been released. Talk about being consistent. A little bit behind. So today we will get last week's show and then probably like Wednesday because I try to give a couple. I don't want to like, uh, here, here's five episodes. On Stack one day. them up. Yeah. So this is Stack actually 203. And if I can scroll down, 2014 yeah. is, uh, yeah, uh, February 2014. We have tried phone calls now for four years. Yeah. And like, they just don't work. They don't work. And it's just not, <laughs> it, and our audience just doesn't want to do it. And so it's, it, I think that's one of those perfect times. Like, you know, let's just stop trying. Yeah. And it, we, even the join, even askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. Join doesn't get very no. many to come in. I think we have really done a good job. I, this is going to sound maybe self-serving, but I think we've really done a good job of being that Saturday morning go-to listen. I'm going to do some things. I'm going to put these guys on. And every once in a while, there's going to be something important to listen to. But mostly, it's going to be fun. We've, I've heard we are the Saturday morning cartoons, right, yes. for people. So that's great. We have found our niche. And we're out here at almost every Saturday morning. And I really look forward to it. This is one of my most favorite podcasts to do. And I've got some great podcasts to do at work too. It's hard to have favorites at this case, but I myself look forward to just hanging out with you on Saturday mornings. And so I never, like I never come to say, oh, I don't think I've ever yeah. done that. Like, oh, I got a podcast <laughs> with Dave. You know, you just, I just don't have that. It's, it's a fun way to start the day, at least for me. And then today I slept in because I was out late. So I'm scrambling at the last minute to get everything set up. Um, this is from... Is it covert? Yes. Covert nerd says, uh, when you interview someone, do you discuss with a person beforehand about what you will edit out post-production? Do you recommend letting the person interview you listen before you release? Uh, I don't do that. Uh, but that doesn't mean you can't. What are some interview best practices? I, this is something that I do that I, I don't think I see a lot of people don't. And that is the whole, for lack of a better phrase, the warm up questions. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Tell me about yourself. I will cut those out. And when we get to the meat and potatoes, uh, so I always have uh, like, hey, Jim, welcome to the show. And Jim will say. Thanks for having me, Dave. I appreciate it. And then I'll ask a chit chat and then I'll ask another chit chat. And then maybe there's another chit chat. And then when I get to the meat and potatoes, I cut those three chit chats out because my audience doesn't care about the chit chat. I have a, 
an interview I'm doing, I'm doing an episode and it's, I can't decide if it's going to be this week or next week on merch. And this is a really cool thing. Well, I don't know if it's really cool. We'll find out in a couple of weeks, <laughs> but I, I know James from T public. He's a t-shirt guy. And I've met him a couple of times at different conferences. And uh, he was kind of like, Hey, um, we should do something. And I'm like, okay. And I, his shirt seemed well-made and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to do like a T T public commercial though. I go, can you get me in contact with people that are having success selling t-shirts? And he's like, oh yeah, I know a couple. I'm like, can we do that instead? I said, not that I don't want to talk to you. I said, but my audience is interested in strategies. Like how, how do I do this? It's yeah, I know I should have merch, but like what's working. And he's like, he goes, actually, I like that better than interviewing me anyway. And so he got me three different people. And I say this because one guy keeps talking about topics on his show. And I'm like, that's, and I just let him go. But the whole time he's like, and the one time we talked about this and then we talked about that. And I'm thinking my audience doesn't care. Not, not, not to sound mean, but you're here to talk about t-shirts and he's actually got, I mean, the, the interview went on a lot cause he does a lot of stuff in Patreon. I said, dude, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to cut out the t-shirt stuff and put you in the t-shirt thing. I said, and I'll probably have your own interview cause he had a lot of really cool stuff for Patreon, but he, he, on a couple of times just went into uh, his topics that he's covered and it was long. And I was like, that's not going to make it. Cause it, it really got to the point where it's like, okay, if he said one or two, okay, it, literally five or six. And I'm like, no, my, my, you, you've lost my audience at this point. So that's something I would edit. Jim, what do you do with interviews? Well, we're all live. We're live to the hard drive. And so I only edit if they've asked and they were there. So I don't, I don't ask him again. I'm not, I don't give them 24 hours. I'm like, you were there. Is there anything? We just did this. Is there anything? And I never, we don't even say it anymore. We just kind of, we, you know, they'll come back to me if they want something edited out. Oftentimes they'll sense right away. They said something they shouldn't have. And so um, I will send a note down to my editor at Gallup and say, Hey, uh, we need to, you know, we need to take this part out and I have a really good audio and video editor. So he, he takes care of that, but no, um, we actually do a pre-call with them about content. Well, first we do a tech pre-call separately than we do a content pre-call um, because the tech can often be very, very frustrating for them, right? If you get a someone who's not good with the tech. So we separate that tech call out because so we don't want, and we don't want to do the tech call 15 minutes before the show because right. <laughs> if it goes poorly, they're all pissed off, yeah. right? And you just don't want a pissed off guest. So we do that tech call well in advance, three, four days, get them in the same place they're going to be in. I've got a masterful tech guy at work who does all that for me, which is awesome. And so we do that tech call, then a content call. But Dave, I did a, uh, when I was in Seattle, I did a content call from the lobby of one of the Microsoft buildings and the gal wanted to do the whole interview on the phone. And I just kind of said, no, 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 let's save it. She kept trying to talk like, well, then I want to talk about, I'm like, no, no, no. Let's save it. I think if you give too much away in the pre-call, yeah. it'll make the interview feel awkward. And they'll end up saying all the time, well, when we were talking about yeah. or, or last time I talked to you, you don't want any of that in there. You want it to be fresh and new. It's risky that way, but you want it to be fresh and new. So I cover some concepts. Uh, Kim says this. She kind of goes through her run through. I tell them, okay, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to start with an intro. Then I'm going to ask you some questions. Then I'm going to freewheel. Like, I'm going to figure out, we're going to do some things that we haven't discussed. So be ready for that. And then I'm going to close it, right? And and we kind of walk through it. But it's a really good, I think it's a really, that's for the Gallup one. Now, on my tech side, 
those are podcasters or they're tech people. Or now I have a lot of guests that have been on before. Man, is that super easy? Like, yeah. hey, come on the show. You've been on the show before. Like, you don't prep Glenn anymore, right? Or, you know, Glenn just comes on and. No, can I tell you what happens with Glenn? Because Glenn is so Glenn. Glenn comes on with his own bullet points because he, he, he'll he contact me and say, hey, do you would you like to do a show about picking co-hosts? I just had to pick one, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that sounds like a good idea. I'd love to talk about that. And he literally comes on. He's like, here's my five main things that I'm going to hit. And which is cool because then when I can hear him covering topic A and I can ask a question that'll get him right to topic B. And then so I know, like, here's the gold that I'm mining for. That's total Glenn, because if you when I went to Glenn's house, I mean, he has like a clock. It's like, we're going to talk about blah, 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 blah. And then at 915, we're moving to this topic. So you kind of know, like, okay, how long can we talk about this? We should probably wrap up this topic because it's already 915. And then you go to the next and it's it's not scripted at all. But it's like, here's the here's the gold for this 15 minutes. Here's the gold for this 15 minutes. So, yeah, I always tell people uh, going back to what you said, when I got interviewed by David Hooper, we're mentioning him earlier. He does red podcast. Uh, he does big podcast daily. And, um, I was getting interviewed on his show about musicians. This is like literally 2006 ish. And I'm in this like green room of his. And, uh, he's like, so what can you tell me about? Uh, do you have anything basically on such and such? Oh yeah, we could do that. And he go, oh, wait, hold on. I just need to know yes or no. Okay. Well, what about such and such? Oh yeah, you could do that. I just, just need to know if we can go there or not. And he did uh, just, just need to know, do you have something there or not? Yeah. Okay, good. So it was in the same thing. He wanted to keep it for the show. He said, because what happens is like what you said, oh, as we were talking about earlier, or he goes, it's just not as fresh the first time around because you're repeating it. And he goes, it's just not the same. In the um, pre-show we talked about, I've, I've heard that, you know, because we do a pre-show for Home Gadget Geeks. And I've had guests say, well, when we were talking about this in the pre-show. And I've even said that. So I think you have to be, I think you have to be careful. Randy's talking about like a, a radio run sheet. And I think those are really important. I get a list for every show that I do. I have a list of things that I want to do. Like, so, yeah. but before we're done, this is when I want to get out of it. I do find, sometimes I follow it, but sometimes the guest will take it in a different direction. We, I recently had a guest that I, we had talked through and we wanted to keep the format fairly tight for a reason. But when we got in the interview, the content did just not come out that way. And you could do the force it kind of thing. We're like, okay, wait a minute. I said we were going to talk about this. And so let's get back to that. You don't do that, right? The conversation was flowing. You craft it so that you can come back around to that point uh, and, and get it all in. But man, my rundown sheet and what we actually covered went a t completely different direction than I thought. But it we still got all the content in. So it, you, you can't, you can't freewheel it with nothing because you'll get nowhere, but you got to have something, but be, don't be afraid to, to dance around it. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. In the chat room, I'll have to put links to this in the, in the show notes. Uh, what did I say? This was episode 203. So if you go out to ask the podcast slash 203, uh, David Hooper had a, uh, a PDF about, we're talking earlier about how to start off your show. Dave's also running Podfecta which I'll be speaking at in Nashville. That's April 20th. It's uh, podfecta.com, I believe. And um, Dave gave me a coupon code. I'm not getting, this is nothing, this is not a kickback, but he's just like, hey, if you want to give your listeners a, a coupon, it's SOP, I think we'll save it. So it's fairly cheap. Um, so if you want to check that out, but yeah, Dave is, is running a show now uh, in Nashville, which should be fun. Um, the other thing, um, 
somebody asked about what about explicit language? Just mm-hmm. just let your audience know. I just had somebody did a really good job. They said most of my interviews are 20 minutes long. Uh, my audience is blah, blah, blah. And um, it's family friendly. So if you cannot drop F bombs, that would be great. And the, the 20 minute thing was great because that means I can't, I need the, the medium to short answer because if it's an hour long, now it can go super deep. But if it's 20 minutes, you know, if I answer a question in three minutes, that's six questions. So I got to shorten those up a little bit. So the, the clearer picture you can give your guest on, on why they're here. Number one, I'm bringing you on to talk about blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then know, let them know who your audience is so they can deliver the right content. And then what I do is kind of what Jim does. Uh, I just, at the end, I go, is there anything that you said today that you would not want published? And I've never, I know Kim said in the chat room, she does the same thing. Oh no, she sends them the recording the day before and, and offers to edit. And she's never had somebody take them up on it. Cause it's like Jim said, they were there. And the only time I've ever had to contact somebody is I had somebody who was recording and didn't let me know they were recording. And so they asked me like, like, how was your day or something like that? And I'm like, ah, there was this guy driving me crazy, blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, and I'm like, when are we going to start recording? And they're like, oh, we are recording. And I'm like, oh, hey, that whole thing I just said, that's not cool. It's like, you know, I don't want to be complaining about my job to in the public. I mean, that, that was. Uh, well, sometimes you have external pressures where I interviewed someone. We'll, we'll leave the names out here, but I interviewed someone who later was con, was um, accused of assault. Mm. Uh, and not, a, not the good kind. <laughs> not that there is a good kind. Of assault, <laughs> but, um, and it, so that I was contacted from a previous employer who said, hey, you've got this video from this person representing this brand. And now there's this and Ooh. it's like a takedown, right? You know, and it wasn't an official cease and desist. It wasn't legal. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't one of those kinds of threatening, like you better take this down, but it was like, uh, you guys might want to consider taking this down. And immediately we took it down. Right? That's just, the, that's the answer, by the way, I, I've had people go, Hey, wait a minute. You know, they signed a thing saying I could use this. And they came back and said, hey, can you take it down? And they get stuck on the point of, I have the legal right to put this up. And I'm like, unless it's getting millions of downloads and it's your number one download, just take it down. Just like, you know. Even if it is, you should probably take it down. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, why? Just do the right thing. Yeah. Like, you know, and if it's, you know, if it's a situation where you could, something was said and you, they could be re-interviewed and it could be fixed, we'll do that. But take the other one down. Like, don't. Don't fall on that sword. That's pretty stupid. Yeah. You know? And and speaking of that, that's getting harder and harder to do now when you have the Google Play Musics and the Spotify's making a copy of your file. Oh, that's true. The whole thing of like, I'll just delete it off my media host. Well, guess what? <laughs> there, there are other copies out there. And of course, you can't erase it from people's hard drives. But even, but just the fact that now we have these companies that are making copies, that's like, uh, okay. And you kind of go, if I, I, I need to, I need to make a fake show or something, throw it in Spotify, delete an episode and see if it eventually catches up. Cause uh, it's, it's Spotify is kind of a, it's cool. Cause it's, it's making a splash, but uh, it's just another place. I, I don't, it's not gonna, no one is going to get famous on Spotify. No, like it's just another place, another place to be found. We've been talking a lot about it behind the scenes in the podcasting community, but, and it's, it's caused a lot of drama cause it's a mystery on how you get into it. Uh, and so it's been, but I don't, I don't know if anybody's numbers are going to be changed on Spotify. It's like Pandora. 
if all of a sudden Pandora started accepting podcasts, which they are, by the way, have you heard would, that? Uh, I, I I hadn't heard it was official. I don't know if it's official, but they, they it's official that they're coming up with a strategy. Yeah, Rob said on the Spreaker Live show yeah. he's been working with them a little bit to. By the way, great podcast you should listen to. By the way, yeah. but Rob said that he's been talking to him about it. But let's say they do. So what? Like yeah. it's for, there's so many podcasters. Yeah. That you you've got to make that connection personally with your your listeners. No no service is going to make you famous. There'll be a avenue to make you famous. There'll be a there'll be the platforms to help you be famous. Certainly, YouTube will help you be famous. They'll they'll screw you on the monetization on the back end, but uh, they'll help <laughs> you do that. But none of those make you good. You make you good, right? It'll be interesting to see because for me, most of these platforms, Stitcher. SoundCloud when I was using it. Uh, let me think of some other ones. Tune in. Most of these are like one to 3% of my odds. They're, they're just another. And again, if you get six of those, there's 15% or 18%. So it's not something to completely sneeze away, but yeah, it's it, one the same way that I, I had somebody contact me this week and, and it is getting to the point where the word launch to me is triggering a negative response. It makes me kind of twitch. <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, I'm launching in whatever. And I'm like, well, and I, I just emailed, like, what does that mean? I need to understand what that means. And they said, well, we're going to have three to, to launch. We're going to have eight in the can. And I said, okay, just so you know, that's 11 episodes. If I understand that. And what it happens on episode four, when they go, I really hate this segment. You've got seven more of them. So, ugh, you know, uh, but, uh, and I've completely lost my train of thought now. That was fun. You see, uh, it's it, a good, it's a good strategy. I mean, getting ready to launch or getting ready to release your podcast, those kinds of things. I'm, I'm actually, we, I think we talk about having eight or 10, yeah. doing eight or 10 podcasts. It's just, most of them should never actually make it. It <laughs> <laughs> should just never be there. You should that. So this is a good launch plan. Get 12 podcasts, throw them all away <laughs> and start podcasting because they're, they're awful. That is true. Terrible. I great. go back and listen to my first 10 and I'm like, I want to, I want to. Oh my goodness. Myself, right? um, <laughs> These are awful. I think he's been in the chat room before Darwin, Dave, and actually he's in the chat room right now. Um, does dealing with my grief and I'm going to be on his show and he goes, but we're not and here again. Great example. He contacts me to be a guest. He goes, but I don't want to talk about podcasting. So right up front, we're not talking podcasting. We're talking grief. And I'm like, cool, I can do that. Um, and I went over and found an episode of building a better Dave. And I was amazed. It's from 2014. And literally I'm, of course I'm listening now through podcaster ears and there's literally like a, this is ever so slight buzz in the background. And there's a, there's back, that's back when I had a, uh, a ground loop. So every now and then there's this high pitch that pops in and out. And I was like, this audio is horrible. Like, but it's, you know, hey, it's where I was at the time. And uh, it's one of those where that's the fun part. If you have a buzz and it's on your computer, you can't tell later if you listen back to it, if it's the computer or the recording. You have to listen to it someplace else. And so in this case, I'm now no longer on that computer. And I heard the buzz and the high-pitched whine screaming at me, of course, which most people won't know unless you're sitting in a quiet room doing this, holding yeah. the headphones into your head. But well, I, I did a consulting call this week for um, for somebody I've worked with before yeah. who's who's changed jobs now, wants to do new podcast. 
And so, um, and she was kind of like, well, um, this kind of should be easy because we've both done all this before. And I was like, well, yes, learning all the things that you learned on the other show were awesome, but you will have a different cadence, a different formula, different hosts. You, you will be the consistency in it, but all that has to gel. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things, man, get that group together, practice a bunch, do them live, don't make them podcasts. In fact, make them your demo reel. So you're, you know, create 30 hours worth of content. Um, you know, not 30 is probably too, too much, but maybe 10 hours worth of content. That's all live. Do them on YouTube, you know, do them like we're doing here. That, but don't, they don't go anywhere. They just, that these are the pre, these are kind of the pre launch shows. Then pull segments out of those that you like. By the time you've done 10, you probably have a good feel for what you're doing. Then start podcasting. Like you'll, you'll be so much happier with yourself if you, uh, if you do it that way, that is really difficult because most people just want to record and get that first. They're so jonesing for that first podcast, yeah. you know? So that's my advice. doesn't hurt. I mean, there's a reason why musicians practice in the basement first before they get on the stage. A lot, a lot, a lot. I think sometimes we podcasters, um, practice, you know, we should be charged with malpractice on podcasting because we are <laughs> like, we're trying to do surgery and we haven't even started med school yet. Like, you know, it's kind of like, come on guys, we need to learn some things before we go out and do that work. Elsie was just talking about this on she podcast where people are asking about how to, there's a thing at Libsyn it's called my Libsyn where you basically create a Netflix for your podcast. You can spend X amount of month or X amount of year and you get access to the back catalog. Everything happens automatically. And she said, people are asking about that. And they're like, great. How many downloads do you get? Like, what's your show? And they go, Oh, we haven't launched yet. And she's like, on one hand, it's cool to know like what the options are. She goes, but it was just, again, they're, they're doing surgery and they have, <laughs> they haven't even got no, right on. You're well. And, and yeah, no. And you want to, you, you know, we talked in the first part of the show about planning and and thinking if you're going to be successful, what do you need to know and planning with the end in mind and all those other things we talked about. But that's true, Dave. I mean, in this case, well, you know, the media matters, the method matters in what you're doing here and your success is not going to be uh, you're not going to win or lose the battle uh, based on uh, it's, it's going to be based on talent. And so you got to get out there and try it. You may start doing things and find out nobody wants to listen. You might start doing things and find out everybody wants to listen. So you eventually got to get that stuff out there. I just think we don't, sometimes as podcasters, we don't spend enough time practicing. I went back, Dave, this week. Somebody asked me, how many podcasts do you think you've done? Oh, isn't that and scary? That's a great question for you. Because I know you've done, you've probably done more than me. But when we think about all the shows that I've done, all the tech shows that I've done all my on my own network, Plus what we've done at Gallup. I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's got to be 1,200, 1,500 podcasts. And I still feel like I have a lot to learn in the space with the voice, you know? And so, gosh, put some time in, right? Practice. This was last checked in January. He said, waiting for the Excel file to open up. I've done 3,000, again, in January, 3,037 episodes 3,182,000 downloads, uh, averaging 459 downloads an episode. But some of these, and that's, this is where I laughed. I have 33 different shows yeah. and I'm only doing like four or five now. Cause you know, the customer service show and 
Rest in peace, Bernie the cat. Although I do have Bernie the cat in the can. I need to release those. No, you don't. I do. I do. I I need need to release like it'll be like Tupac, man. Let it let it be let it be a legend. No, there's 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 one that's actually really. I I knew he was his days were numbered, so I did one last where uh, Bernie got all philosophical on us. Um, But anyway, wow, look at the time. Let it be the lost files they find. Um, the lost files. <laughs> the lost files. Oh, 20 years from now, what's sad files. is, it, and they're doing that. They keep releasing new Jimi Hendrix stuff. And I'm like, really? Didn't need that one. Didn't need Jimmy doing, you know, old blues stuff out of tune guitars, poorly mixed. I'm like, I got to live with that. You, they, on the can. Playing, you know, you're like, oh, I didn't, didn't need to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, Jim, what's going on? This is where... This is officially, I would normally be playing the music here. We're going to the wrap-up. Insert music. Yeah, insert Over music. at theaverageguy.tv slash live. So uh, we're, Mike and I are back to news, feature, and, and review stuff. So a, a bunch of time, kind of just kind of catching up. You know, Stephen, Hawking's, uh, pa- or Stephen Hawking passed away this last weekend. Big deal in the tech community because he was, you know, he's a legend for all the things that he did. So we spend a little bit of time talking about that. And, kind of sort of and in the post-show, I have... Uh, I have one more note about the creative Christian dad. I'm going to go into that uh, in a second. On the School of Podcasting, I'm either, I have a couple things coming up. I have a bunch of toys that I need to play with that I haven't played with yet. So I'll either be talking about those. I'll either be talking about ego and podcasting, or I'll be talking about t shirts. The, the good news is I have too much content. It's a matter of figuring out which one I want to do. Maybe you guys in the chat room can tell me which one to, to do. But uh, we're here every Saturday. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Uh, Jim, thanks, buddy. Good to be back. And uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a time.